The NBA season is over, but that does not mean the dime stops. I have a special guest with me tonight, and I'm going to continue to have special guests all offseason. Stay tuned. It's the dime. You are now listening to The Dime with Josh Rodriguez, your weekly go-to podcast for all things NBA. Subscribe on iTunes or listen every week on thedimepodcast.com. And now, your host, Josh Rodriguez. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Dime. Your Golden State Warriors, why didn't you say your Golden State, but the Golden State Warriors are champions for the third time in four years. LeBron's probably not going to be in Cleveland and now begins our four-month hiatus from NBA basketball. You can find The Dime on Twitter at The Dime NBA. Give the show five stars on iTunes and please leave a comment or review saying how much you love this podcast. Call into The Dime hotline and leave a question or comment to be aired on the show. 805-826-3463. And now, I would like to introduce to you my guest. He's a rapper music producer, and most importantly, one of my best friends. If I had to play one game for my life and I got to choose four teammates, he undoubtedly would be one of them. Please welcome to the show the only man to cross me to oblivion on a basketball court, Quab, <laughs> a.k.a. Y.E.S. Baby. What's up, man? What's going on, man? And uh, that is a fact, by the way. You are the only man to cross me to oblivion on a basketball court. I'm happy that you can finally admit that. So it, It's funny. It actually did take me years to admit this. It, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're accepting that right now. <laughs> but Cavs, Cavs and eight, by the way. So Cavs and eight. Cavs, oh, okay. Cavs, Cavs and eight. <laughs> you can follow Quab at Quab Yes Music on Twitter. He's a great follow. He's also a dope rapper. So check out his music when you get a chance. He's also one of the most knowledgeable basketball fans that I know, and that's why he's on the podcast. I'm not just gonna throw any fan. I mean, no, fan. I'm not gonna throw any friend on the podcast. Quab knows what he's talking about. Quab has a unique perspective and I'm going to get your perspective right now. What the hell happened in that series? I predicted those go four, but I think game one changed everything. Is that how you look at it too? Yeah. I mean, I had it. I think I had in uh warriors winning in four also, just cause I didn't, the way the Cavs struggled to get out the East, I didn't see them being able to beat the warriors, but watching that first game and watching J.R. Smith, <laughs> J.R. Smith, <laughs> he went full JR, man. He went so, and oh, I, I I mean, I think I think watching him dribble out was watching them like losing the champion. Like, <laughs> I was like, there it goes. <laughs> like, I saw I was I was just watching YouTube highlights. I I love YouTube, and yeah. I was on uh, YouTube and I was watching like LeBron's best moments of the season. And there's a game where he hit the game winner against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Remember that buzzer beater he had? Yeah, yeah. Right, the play before that, he got a block on Jimmy Butler, and J.R. Smith got the rebound and called the timeout, and Ryan Rucco of ESPN's like, what a heads-up play by J.R. Smith <laughs> calling the timeout after getting the ball, knowing the situation. I was like, oh, my oh, God. That's hilarious. Oh, God, if he only that's, knew. That's it's hilarious. Crazy. You think oh, it would have been different, God. though? Like, if the Cavs won that game, you think the series would have been different or it just would have won five? I think it might have. It might have been different because then – it just it puts doubt in the Warriors' mind, right? Yeah. So, but like, even you know what? I'll even say this, right? Even if like, because it's not guaranteed that if he got the rebound, he would have made a he would have made a shot, or like if he kicked it out, LeBron would have hit whatever, right? That's not guaranteed anything right. would happen. But them going into that overtime was so demoralizing. 
Dude, did you see the footage of LeBron like pouting yes. on the bench? Yes, I did. And I had a I had a long discussion about this with um like other other people who were like who always talk basketball and they were saying that they can't believe that he didn't he wasn't a better leader and he didn't uplift the the team and all this stuff and I do agree with that. At the same time, I I also said this to them and they were some people took this the wrong way, but I don't know how I would personally me me and I'm not saying anybody I'm just saying me let me clear me I me I would react watching a teammate do that no in time and score like I've I know playing basketball I've done some stupid stuff everybody but you're has. a great teammate dude like I'm not just saying that because you're one of my best friends like I love playing basketball with you and full disclosure for anyone listening Quab and I were I wouldn't say feared like it's gonna sound like really arrogant but when Quab and I played together. Like we had this chemistry together, and pretty, pretty much undefeated. But that's that's really that's all the story. So it's not story. like we're not kidding. Like <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's funny. Like I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast, especially like my friends out in Los Angeles. They've never seen me play basketball. They have no idea what type of basketball player I am. That's crazy, and <laughs> I, and no, that's really nuts. I think it's, that's nuts. It's it's I, you know it's funny because like I talk to people. And like my roommates, they didn't see me play basketball for like a month or two. And then when they saw me play, it's like they were shocked as shit. Like, and I'm not saying I'm this great basketball player, but if you know me, you know my goofiness. It doesn't translate to what you see on the court. It does. It doesn't match. You'd be confused if if cause I met you on a basketball f- court first, then I got to right. know you. I don't know right. how my perception of you would have been if I met you beforehand. Because <laughs> I know in you, like, and I'm also goofy too, so it doesn't come yeah. off. It does. It comes off weird when you see see it on the court, but. Back to the original point, I was just saying, like, I know me personally. I don't know if how I would have reacted in his shoes. I don't know if I would have been like, okay, it's cool. Let's go, guys. Let's pick it up. You're like, I, I, I might have had a, I might have broken something too. Like, yo, what is wrong with you? I get that, man. But like, going back to, my, I, I went off on a tangent. I'm sorry, but like, knowing you, this was my point that I was making when I was like basically sucking you off, like. You're, hey, pause. <laughs> you're a great <laughs> teammate. Like, I think you would have been encouraging. Like, I, I've seen you get mad, but you are always one of the more level-headed people that I know. So it's hard for me to believe that you would have been that mad. Unless it was someone like fucking Barry. <laughs> you, you name really specific people right now. That you, <laughs> that you, that you, <laughs> I graduated people are not going to know, like, like <laughs> who the fuck is like, But you know what I'm saying, right? Like, what's the, yeah. I, no, I get it. I get it. But it's like, yo, we, it's kind of like you're the biggest stage yeah. of basketball. Um, you you're playing against arguably the best, what if not the best team ever, like assemble, like in terms of talent, right? Yes. You've as a, as a player, you've been able to score what fifty one points, whatever 49 it was. Forty nine at the was it forty nine at the time? I think yeah, it was forty nine at the time. But yeah, like fifty points. Yeah, yeah. like you for on top of assists and rebounds, on top of on top of assists that people like he probably would have had a double figure more than double figure assists but like people were missing open shots all that right and you still had a chance to win after after that change call right which was huge but at the same time i guess it was the right call but just like that was just crazy to change the call at the time but yeah i I can't believe they changed that call either because honestly i it was like a it's like a bang bang call which are most charge and blocking calls i mean a lot of the blocking calls and charge calls that you see every day i mean could go either way so you pretty much have to stick to the call that you make it's crazy to me that they reverse it especially reversing it 
on a player like LeBron James. Like in if the someone finals. Like Kyle, yeah, <laughs> if someone like Kyle Korver took the charge against Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's the superstar and they get that star treatment. But it was literally LeBron James taking the charge. Like there yeah. was like no superstar treatment. There was no like, you know, whatever. Like we're going to go with what we went with. It, it shocked the shit out of me that they even reversed that. That's and insane it, to me. It is. No, I, I completely agree. And also like they – um. The whole that that call can only be changed when um you're not sure if the person is on the line or not, yeah. And he was clearly like way, right. way above the like it was just cr- so all that all that has happened. You're down, you were down one. George Hill goes to the line, hits one. Cool. Everybody takes a a a breath like oh at least we're going to overtime. If he, if he misses and you get the offensive rebound. <laughs> And that, like, I just don't know how I would, I don't know. I don't know how I would react. But I just say, um, I know a couple people made a point, and this is also a really big um, a big argument against LeBron. Everybody brings up the whole uh, greatest of all time argument, right? Yeah. Him deciding to pass to George Hill. A great down, pass. Down one. Great down pass. one. And I'm Play like, that's, that's the right play. Layup. He had a layup. It's the right play. If, if Clay Thompson didn't foul him, he had a layup. And if you're gonna be like, well, it's George Hill, he's a fucking NBA basketball player shooting a layup. Right. It's a great pass. Okay, so yeah. so I, and, and people made that argument. I'm like, yo, this it's not. And that's the whole. They're like, oh well, Jordan with a with a blah blah. I'm like, ah, oh, like nah, man. Like he made a great play, but and again, back to your point, he's a, he's an NBA. These are professionals, right? Yeah, Jr. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, I don't know, man. And it sucks because I don't have a soft spot for Jr. But he's a former Nick, so like <laughs> I, I kind of root for him sometimes. He's from Jersey. I like rooting for local people. I, I root for him because he's from Jersey, but he's out of his mind, yeah. B. And I, I kind of have some sympathy for him, but like, man, I, I, I it, and you wonder too, even if George Hill missed it and Jr. tries to put it back and they miss, like. You know, maybe they still have a different attitude going into the overtime. But I, I am in the camp where I think LeBron didn't act correctly, man. You have to go back. You have to talk to your teammates. Yeah, you can't show that much frustration. I know. I, I get I it. I love LeBron. I get man, it. But that, that to me, that was bad leadership. It was like there's just no way around it. I don't know how I would have reacted either, but I would like to believe that I would have been encouraging and been like, "It's all right. Like, just move past it. Let's do this." And then in the huddle, talking up my teammates. And I, I think he just handled it incorrectly. I, they lost that overtime before that overtime yes. even started. Yes, they did. And yeah. like I, I, I agree with you on all, all that. Like I think it was bad leadership. I like I want to believe that if I was in that situation, I would have reacted better. But I don't know if I would have. That's just all I'm saying. <laughs> like I'm dead. I have faith that you would have. I had. I, and this I, is what, I appreciate that. This is what you would have been. This, this is you. You would, you would have put your arm. If I was Jr., you would have put your arm around my shoulder. And you would have, you would be like, yo, don't worry about it, man. We got a whole overtime to play. It's cool, man. You got this. Don't worry about it. We need you. That's exactly what you would have first done. First of all, I know you. First, first of I all, I know you. First of all, you wouldn't have done that. You would have done that shit. And <laughs> if, I would have passed it. Yeah, <laughs> you would have passed it early. You, you would have kicked it out. To the, you would have caught the rebound in air and yeah. flipped it over your head to LeBron for the open three before you would touch the ground. First of all, second of yeah. all. After afterwards, would have been it would have been the huddle. I'd have put my arm around you, and be like, "Yo, dog, that was mad dumb, yo. That's but that's hilarious. I can't." Yeah, but it. you still would have been. Inc- you never. Okay. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> you've never in your life like have actually gotten on me like that when we play, and I've made some stupid fucking mistakes. 
you've always been encouraging. Now, I don't know how I would have reacted. I because I've always always the type where I like to encourage my teammates and like be very positive. But then I don't know if you remember I went through this phase where I was like really angry. Yeah, I know. Yeah, oh yeah. I, <laughs> of course I remember. I was there. <laughs> like you had to pull me aside and was like, yo, everyone used to love playing with you. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think they used to love playing with you because you used to be so encouraging like it was only a year period it was you know what happened yeah, i don't yeah. want to talk about yeah, it was, it, it was, a, it, was words, a semester. it was a semester period. it was, yeah, it was, it was a semester period yeah it was a semester two words yeah i know i know we're not gonna talk about it all, <laughs> all <Matt. laughs> never but yeah I, never forget uh yeah we're gonna start him because he's tall bruh <laughs> don't, don't get me started yeah. please don't get me started this is an nba podcast not uh, let Josh reminisce okay. about times. But ba- okay, back to the NBA then. Back to the- <laughs> okay. That's a great story. That's a story that uh, at some point we're gonna have to tell on the podcast. I think. We're gonna- I think. I think I have to tell. It I later. think it's gonna. It's um, gonna be a hilarious. I think that's at some point we'll just. We'll, you should have a a segment where you just reminisce and just talk about old stories, old old battle I might stories. Have to, but like, here's the thing: like most of the people listening to this podcast are people in Los Angeles who've never seen me play basketball. Like, I, I'm going back to that right now. Like, these people have never seen me play basketball. And I guarantee you, like, they have – like, even if I told them how – like, like even if you told them what you thought of me as a basketball player, they still wouldn't be able to picture it because I, I feel like I play differently than a lot of people. I, I can't explain it. This is, this is turning into, like, a freaking therapeutic – It is. Advice, but that's usually, that's usually <laughs> our talks anyway. So, I'm about to say – It is very yeah. true. But, um, oh, let's, let's flip back to NBA. I don't know, man. I just – Yeah. Like – I I had him I had him losing in four I had him losing regardless I remember somebody too. one of my friends was like okay what happens if they're able to steal uh, the uh, two games I'm like then they're losing they're losing in six I don't know I just don't I right. didn't have I didn't have a lot of faith in that in the team overall yeah there was no way they were gonna win four out of yeah. seven I knew that I I maybe would have given them one game but that was it. And I think also, I, I think also LeBron's frustration also like I think he it really like it really hit him too when he realized that they did have a timeout and nobody tried to call a timeout. Also, like when uh, Jr. was just dribbling yeah, out, but you don't you don't act like a girl having a hissy fit when that happens. Like I get it, like I get the frustration, but maybe I don't because I've never scored fifty one points in a game before. I've never had to carry the load. Pause on like so much that LeBron has had, you know. So it might be exhausting and yeah. tiring. So it's easy for me to sit back and be like, well, if I was in that position, I wouldn't act that way. But at the same time, like I'm not scoring 50 points. I'm not carrying the team the way he's carrying it. It, it had maybe it's just exhausting where it's like, man, I got to do everything. And all you have to do is call a fucking timeout and you, you can't, can't even, even do, do that. that. Or you just have to know the time and score. And you can't you you're a professional right. like you're an, not even a, you're an yeah. NBA champion. And you don't yeah. know the time and score. How many basketball games have you played a vet and he's a veteran he's like 30 something years old like he's been in the hey. league forever so it's yeah like he he's playoff oh yeah playoff experience don't get me started that, on that that's a real shit. thing <laughs> it's not a real thing give me a freaking break jr smith has been in the finals he's been in playing plenty of playoff series playoff experience it's not it's it's a thing that people use as an excuse when young teams it's a, lose it's a thing when break. it's yes, a thing it where like if um it, experience, experience is a thing, though, to me. I just feel like if you've been there, you understand certain things. Like, for example, like for example, the Raptors playoff experience that like they know you're going to lose regardless. So <laughs> it is their experience. experience so when to- they see LeBron, they're like, "Oh, time to check out." Uh, <laughs> In my experience, 
<laughs> All right, that makes sense. What do you think about the Warriors, man? I, I think last year's team was a little better just because their bench was better to me. Um, so I think last year's team I is mean, the best team of all do, time. Do, but do, I, are you on that bandwagon where these Warriors are probably the best team of all time, or do you just think they're the most talented I think they're just, team of all time? Or do you even think? I that? think I, I think they're think. one. Of the, they're the most talented team like I've ever I've ever seen in terms of if you really if you put in perspective, right? They're they're four they're four all stars. They have four starters that are top five, top ten of your position. Some uh, right. Durant is top two, whatever. Like you know, what I mean, at at their position, and they come off the bench with Sean Livingston and Andre Iguodala, who are both starters, should be starters in the league. Are like they could, they could, uh... they, they could start for teams in the league easily. They could start for like, they could start for like. The Memphis Grizzlies. That's, I don't know. That's how much the, the Memphis Grizzlies. You saying that? So who are you talking about? So are you saying both of them, or just, or or just one? I think I think Iggy could start on half of the teams in the league. I think Sean Livingston could start on like twenty percent of the teams. Iguodala could league. start, but I think I think but I think Sean Livingston is probably a top three backup point guard. Igu- in the league. Iguodala so. could start for. I think Iguodala could start for any team in the league because he he fits. He he knows how to fit anywhere, and he's smart as hell. Okay, I, I I'll I'll consider. You know what I mean, that I idea. feel like because if you you can if you really if you take a quick snapshot of in your mind right now of in all the teams in the league, right? Don't you can't yeah. tell me that you could plug that man in there as a starter and he wouldn't it wouldn't be beneficial to any team. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking I'm just thinking just of the playoff teams. Cavs, he, they Cavs could have used them. Rockets could have um, used them. You could go. Well, the Rockets probably won't play him as much just because he's. He probably would have been like the Luke Mabute role, where it's like I'll play yeah, defense off the but bench they they but, they try playing but like, Luke, but like ninety, yeah, ninety ninety five percent. Like you're right, you're right. I, I'll give you that. You're right about Andre. I don't know about Livingston, but I think I, you're right. I, about Andre. I still say Livingston. Just because this, just because this league is so point yeah. guard heavy, like there's so many good point guards, and Livingston's really good, but he's not upper echelon. Like he could he could start for the Knicks. Okay, so <laughs> so saying he saying. could start. He could start for the Knicks. He could start for the. Uh, this is gonna hurt me. He's gonna start for the it. Nets. He could start I, over D'Angelo. You start him over D'Angelo. Uh, you could start him with D'Angelo. I'm okay. Yeah, that's a, he's a starter. Like that's what I'm saying. He's a because he and he's six seven. Like he can play off he the didn't ball. Even start for the Nets when he was on the Nets. He did. Yes, he, he did. He, he, when, when Darren Williams was hurt, he did. But not yeah, when Darren came, Williams was when healthy. he came back, he did because that's how he was the reason why they made the playoffs. Well, yeah, because when they brought Darren back, Darren was a six man for like. A month, yeah, because he was trash. But let's not get into that discussion. But you know how, yeah, I f- please let's, let's. You know not. how I feel that's, about D. Will. <laughs> I've been I've been right about ninety eight percent of my player takes. There's two percent that I'm really embarrassed about. And that's- <laughs> but um, I just let, no. He could he could start. I, we, we can go like I don't know. He could start for Atlanta. Okay, so what's your yeah, point? Yeah, your so, point yeah, being, your point being like whatever. Like what, you, you know what I mean? Like he's he's a starter. To yeah. me, he's a he. Not only a starter, he's an efficient. He would be an efficient starter. Those two, those two players are very efficient players in that system. Okay, David West was a not perennial all star, but he used to be an all star. Yeah, he's a say, he's he's smart. Um, you bring um, Javel McGee, who just has to all he has to do is in be a rebounder um, and intimidate when if if people drive to the lane doesn't. And just dunk the and ball dunk them. When you're exactly. To you don't have that much responsibility. That's all you have to do. Um, 
Who else? Uh, Nick Young, I guess. Yeah, he's Nick Young, whatever. JR, JR. He's Nick Young, but the, here's the thing with the Warriors. Like, Nick Young didn't have to do much, so he just had to hit the occasional three. JaVale McGee didn't really have to do much. Just play defense, and when Durant passes you the ball, dunk, dunk the, the ball. ball. Like, Jordan Bell, same were, thing. Like just Same yeah. thing. Like, these players were in different situations in their career where they might have had to take on bigger roles than they were accustomed to or were capable of doing, but with the Warriors, they just fit in perfectly. Yeah. Like, JaVale McGee, his whole career was looked at as a joke, like this clumsy guy. When he was on the Wizards, I mean, he was on Shaq and the Fool every yeah. week. But on the Warriors, yeah, he might have a play or two that makes you roll your eyes or makes you laugh hysterically, but he had a good series. But, I mean, you know, he's getting boards, he's blocking shots, and he's dunking the ball, and he fits perfectly with that team. So, it, in, in reality, like, the like Steph and Durant and Draymond, like, they're elevating these players. Yeah. And I feel like, for example, somebody like Javel, right? The whole Shaq and the fool thing just put a bad perception of him as a player. Yeah, he is goofy, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, he's still an athletic seven seven one long arm player that can finish when he's close to the rim. And you don't you don't need much from him except you know, right rebound, finish, block some shots, and be and just be effective in the the little minutes we give you. Set some screens. And he did that in the finals. Yeah, and that's all you had to he do. Did that in the finals. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I like in in compare who who was on the team last year. That's not on the team this year. When you say the bench is better, that's why I'm like I'm trying to rack my mind right now. I can't. Um, uh, McCall was getting minutes. I remember that. That's a really interesting question because what I was thinking this year was that Iggy wasn't what he used to be. Um, David West isn't as good as he used to be. So you were saying just in terms of the the players that were it's, there, it's, it's almost like the bench the bench kind of fell off. Like Iggy was actually starting for a few, for a few games, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they were bringing like Jordan Bell, who he's he was okay, but he was a rookie. He wasn't like anything. Yeah, it wasn't anything. He wasn't anything. Yeah, he was he wasn't anything crazy. Um, damn, I'm looking at it right now. Zaza got some time. Right, Zaza was on the team. Zaza was on. Zaza started a couple of games this year, and then he yeah, got moved but, to the but, bench. But, but the roles to me were more defined. Like Andre was off the bench. It, it wasn't that much of a difference. Iggy had a better year last year, so it was a better version of Iggy. I think Patrick McCall had a good year last year. So I mean, it's it's the same team. It's, it's essentially it's the right. Same team. It's just that I guess they just look they just looked more vulnerable this year. They, maybe because they won seven against the Rockets. Yeah, they. I mean, they looked. Um, I mean, the Rockets did what. Uh, I guess the the actual the best game plan to do against this team is is force force Steph Curry to guard, right? And that's so you keep setting whoever Curry's because they try to always hide Curry. This has been like everybody knows this. They 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 would put Curry on Trevor Ariza or PJ and be like, oh, just just chill out in the corner and Clay and whoever else will actually guard the best guards. So they would just keep setting screens and be like, Curry, you have to guard, and. And just go at him, and then create off that. I mean, that's the same. It's the same. Um, the same kind of uh, thing that uh, the Cavs did the year they won, and the year before, where I remember it would be whenever Delavadova would be in the game, he would set these hard ass illegal screens so that LeBron, <laughs> LeBron would just go at, would go right at Curry, and just just to just so Curry would guard, and then I hopefully get him in uh, foul trouble, and also get him tired, so then he he's not as effective on the other end. So that's probably like the only the game the game plan most teams had, and then the Warriors were playing. It seemed like they were playing more one on one compared to like years past. 
I agree with you on that a thousand percent. Which is like yeah, like last last year they moved the ball a lot better. Yeah. This year they're a little more isolation heavy. And I, I like the way they played last year and the years past. Like I didn't actually enjoy the Warriors this year. You have really gone from like one of the most fun teams to watch to like, yo, we hate this team. They ruined the NBA. <laughs> I think that part. But they're not they're not fun anymore. <laughs> they're not fun to watch. I mean, like ISO ball to me is not fun to watch. Yeah. It's not. Um, I mean, the Rockets-Warriors series was kind of fun to watch because they were both doing iso ball, so it was kind of the same thing. But, like, I don't know. The way the Warriors played, in contrast to this year, the previous three years, like, the, the ball's moving around, everyone's making plays and reading the defense, and Steph is pulling up from Africa. Like, it was dope. And this year was just, I don't know, it was just blonde. You knew they were going to win. It, but it, I, saying all that, I enjoyed the playoffs. I did. I think these playoffs were very entertaining. I think people are not giving it enough credit. It was it was very entertaining. I think uh, it's just that we all, everybody felt like, hey, uh, Warriors are going to win. And then when it did happen, everybody was like, see, see, I told you. I took, like, so that's what that. Yeah, but leading up, leading up to it, like the Rockets-Warriors series was very good. The Cavs-Celtics series is very good. The Cavs-Pacers series is really good. We had good yeah. series. And even though, like, like the Pelicans, when they swept the Blazers, even though that was a sweep, that was an entertaining sweep because no one expected no one it. That, yeah. Like there was a lot of things that happened that I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." Like I'm enjoying watching the playoffs this yeah, year. Nobody expected Celtics to get as far as they did. Right, yeah. exactly. And then the Sixers like had some excitement. Like that series went five, but it was still intriguing because everybody wanted to watch the Sixers. Yep. That's very true. So I don't know. I I enjoyed I enjoyed these playoffs. I I think we all knew so it, was, it was the Cavs Warriors that the Warriors are going to win. Out of the four possible combinations that could have been for the finals going into the conference finals, like that was the worst one. Like I would have been fine with Cavs, Rockets, Celtics, Warriors, Celtics, Rockets. I think any of those other series would have been entertaining. We got the short end of the stick. Yeah. But you know, beggars can't be choosers. Could have been good. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like it comes down to this uh this everybody, like you said, it, it was entertaining. The playoffs were entertaining, but really like what what do we really remember from the playoffs? Right. Jr. Jr. Right. Smith doing that. That yeah, it's gonna be. That's gonna be that. That picture with LeBron with his two hands up pointing at Jr. Like, yo, where are you going? Like, yeah, that, that's a meme. Yeah, forever. forever. Like, that's that's the picture everybody's gonna gonna show when they're like, oh, why is LeBron leaving Cleveland? That might be LeBron's Jordan face. <laughs> cry, that might be that might be LeBron's crying hey, Jordan. Yo, that's it. Might it be. might be. My, where do you think LeBron's going? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know either. I have, and I, like everyone is like making these predictions, and I guess like me having my podcast, I'm supposed to put my foot down right now and be like, he's going to Toronto, or like some crazy shit. But like, I really I don't, don't know. know. I have no idea where he's going. I personally, I, I've been, I've been one of the people that's been saying that he should just stay in Cleveland. Me and too. Just make it work, but like. I remember at, when, at the end of game one, I was just like, yeah, this man, he's gone. Dog. <laughs> when I saw Jordan, I'm like, yo, he's he's done. He's gone. There, I don't see him coming back, but I don't know. I don't know where, like, I don't think going to LA makes sense in terms of if you want to win. Yeah, I don't get that either. He has to go to either Houston or Philadelphia if he wants to win in my mind. I don't or, even think they win, or win in Philadelphia like that, though. Oh, I. but I, here's the thing. They make the finals. Maybe. And I think he, maybe no, they make okay, the finals. Okay, so they, that team makes the finals. That, that team with LeBron is better than somebody. Celtics. Somebody who 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 said that uh, what's gonna 
I, I forget what I was watching. It said that, uh, so what's going to happen? Uh, LeBron's going to be bringing up the ball dribbling, and Ben Simmons is going to be on the three-point line trying to figure out what what hand <laughs> to shoot with. And I was, <laughs> I was like, yo. Well, no, I, I think LeBron plays off the ball. Because I think LeBron can play off the ball. But in situations like this year, he had to play so much on the ball because no one could do anything. I mean, we saw with Kyrie Irving, he was willing to take a step back. And I think if you put LeBron and Ben Simmons on the same team, it's not ideal. I don't think they fit necessarily better than other combinations, but I think LeBron would have to realize, like, all right, this dude can't shoot. Like, he needs the ball in his hand. He's a playmaker, and we'll put the ball in his hands. But and, you know, I will be the person standing out in the perimeter uh, drawing the defense out, leaving room for him to make stuff But happen. it's like – and maybe I will be the one cutting to the rim and he'll be dishing to me. Like, I think LeBron, if he's on the six years, is going to average something like 28, 29 points. But his assist will go down. Maybe he'll average like four or five assists. But it's like, I was going to say, but do you think that he, um, he, what do you feel like he takes a look at Ben Simmons? Like, yeah, he's a playmaker, but do you think he thinks that Ben Simmons is a better playmaker than him? Absolutely not. But I think LeBron's smart enough to do what's best for the team. I, I think LeBron is very team oriented. I really do. I think he has some prima donna qualities, but I think on the court, he's all about what wins basketball games. And he's one of the smartest players in the league. And I think he'll figure out very quickly, I need to play off the ball because this dude can't shoot. He can't shoot. I think, I think that I really don't think – I don't think the Sixers should go after him. I don't know. I, I, I don't either. I, I think they, they should keep this youth yeah, movement yeah. going, but I, I could see I guess, it happening. I, it's just like you – with somebody like Ben – if you have Ben Simmons, you have Joel Embiid, you surround those two with a bunch of shooters. Like like they did with J.J. Redick and uh, like when uh, Bellinelli and Ilyasova um, and then I guess uh, – I was going to say Covington, but he couldn't hit anything. He he lost his – I don't know. He signed that contract and was like, yo, I'm good. I don't got to hit – I don't got to hit shots. <laughs> There are so many. There are a few players in this playoffs who I haven't really watched much of that turned me off, and he's one of them. His shot selection is terrible. Awful. Oh my I don't, god! And I was like, I've watched. I've watched him when he. I remember watching the Sixers when he first signed with the Sixers, and I was like, yeah. I was like, that that was a good get for them from when he signed with them from the D League. I was like, okay, he can actually play. People don't really know this, but he can actually play. So he's gonna be able to like hit some shots and do some stuff. So watching. Like he deserves, he deserved the contract because he is a that 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 uh that term three and D player whatever because he is a really good he's a good defender. Yeah. But some of the shots he, I was like, yo, what what are you doing? And you know it's crazy. Game two for people who don't remember, the Sixers were up like twenty points in Boston. Mm. Game two, they got off to a huge start, and Covington yeah. was hot. But this is like the thing. Like I don't know if you guys listening play pickup, but Quabic, you know when you play pickup basketball and we're playing with like, yeah. Chuck, right? And he shoots the first shot of the game. It's a two-pointer, two-pointer. It goes in. It's one of the worst things to ever happen because you know he's going to keep shooting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, my God, the guy who shoots the ball every time he touches it made his first shot from Downhill from here. We're going to Downhill from lose. here. That's exactly, that's exactly what happened to the Sixers that game. Covington was hot to start the game. And then when the Celtics started creeping, he's like, I could save us 35-footer with 15 seconds left of the shot clock time and time again. And that's not – that that's it's going to kill you. Kill you. It, and he's he's that type of player. 
and those type of players are toxic. And I didn't know that about Covington because all I knew about Covington was how many fantasy points he created because <laughs> I used to do DraftKings every once in a while. And he used to fill the stat sheets. So I'm like, oh, this guy's a pretty well-rounded player. But then I watched him play like for real, for real, these playoffs. And I was like, I don't like this dude I think, at all. I think like, he just I, I think he just I had a really like bad him. playoffs because I I, I well, I mean, Ben Simmons had a bad playoffs, but I, but I like, you can tell that there's good. Like with Covington, it's like, if he's hot, he's hot. But after that, like, he just, like, what does he do for you? He plays, he plays defense. Def- you know who the other player who I can't stand after watching Jordan these Clarkson? playoffs is? Yes, you knew that. I because I, I was tweeting about him too. Bec- oh my fucking God. We had this, we had this, uh, we had this running joke to a couple, couple of the guys I play ball with. The one dude said that, he believed the Cavs would have a chance. And his logic going into it was that a player like Jordan Clarkson would be effective because you need a guard that's going to go at Curry. The problem, like, you had, like, you, you, don't, you don't have that on this team. So you need somebody like you can be like, here, take the ball, go score, go at him, make him work. And he said Jordan Clarkson. And I was like, no, bro. <laughs> did you, did you I, I did. I, he's like, watch. I'm like, no. So like when when <laughs> Jordan Clarkson lost his mind and was like, yo, I'm about to just keep. I remember there was one play where the man missed a three. They got the offensive rebound. They kicked it out to him. I thought he was going to do something else. He like shot another brick. I'm like, what is wrong with you, man? <laughs> and the, the thing about Jordan that drives me up a fucking wall and I'm just going to kick it back to like pick up basketball players. He's a pickup basketball player who decides before he even gets the ball that I'm going to shoot the ball once I get it. No matter what the situation is, I'm going to get the ball and I'm going to shoot it. It may not be on the spot, but I'm going to get the ball. I might drive. I might do a step back. Whatever I'm doing right now is I'm going to shoot it. And it was so obvious that that's what his mindset was. And it would just drive me crazy because he would literally miss open players every time he drove the basketball. And when he's on, it looks good because he can drop twenty points when he's when he's hot. But when he's off, which is let's be honest, most <laughs> of the time, it looks terrible because he's taking bad shots. And then on top of that, everyone's open around him. He his court awareness is awful, and it blows my mind how you can be in the NBA and have that bad court awareness. But then I think back to being that these are the best basketball players in the world. And Jordan Clarkson, growing up, probably didn't have any competition, so he just did that because he was better than everybody. I think else. I think it has to do with um, I think it more has to do with like uh, when he was on Lakers, and they were like, "Oh, you're gonna be, you're gonna be the sixth man now," and they really wanted him to embrace that sixth man role. So he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna win the sixth man." So his thing was like, "When I come off the bench, I'm just going to score." This man does not look to pass whatsoever, and I think he Ever. just. He just has that mindset where he's like, yo, I'm just going to go. This is me. I'm just going to go look to score. I'm not really – I'm not looking for anything. I'm not just – I'm just going to try to get a bucket. My thing is that he can actually score, but, like, if you've, if you've ever seen him play, he's more of a – he's a very strong mid-range shooter Get into the rim. Like, he can, he can finish at the rim. He's a strong mid-range shooter. He kept chucking threes, contested threes. I'm like, I, I don't – that's not your game. And at some point, coaching comes into it too, to me, when you're I like, agree. hey, Jordan, stop. Bro, stop, stop. <laughs> do do something else. Yeah, but at the same time, but like where's the basketball IQ? Do you know what I mean? Like 
if I drive and a defender collapses on me, someone's open. Pass the ball. Like, it was to me, it was so obvious to me that the guy didn't, like, he doesn't know the game. I mean, game. I, I, I'll tell you this. Like, he re- he's relied on his talent his whole career, which is great because he's so talented that it got him into the NBA. But you don't know the game. Like, you think the game is just, I get ball, <laughs> I dribble, I score. Like, it's not like that. Like, and this is what I try to explain to people. I'm going back to, I, I'm, you know what? This is a very narcissistic podcast. <laughs> it's like I'm episode. going back to when I was playing going, ball, and I was telling I, these, I was telling these suckers, y'all gotta okay. pass the. <laughs> okay, so for those you don't know, I have like two sets of friends, right? I have my home friends and I have my college friends. And I was explaining to one of my home friends, uh, Angelo, God bless his soul, um, that like he asked me like how like why do I think the way I think on the court. Or, or how do I see certain things? And I was like, honestly, man, I think it's as simple. Like when I talk to Angelo, I'm like, I think when you get the ball, Angelo, you think, how can I score? What can I do to I so I can score? When I get the ball, I literally look at what's in front of me and I go, okay, what can I do to get a better shot? And to me, that's what everyone on the court should be thinking. And I think players like Jordan Clarkson, and I think most people who play basketball, when they get the ball, Nine times out of 10, they're like, okay, how can I score? How can I score? How can I score? Oh, I don't have anything. I'm going to pass. Whereas most people should be like, okay, I got the ball. All right, what can I do in this situation to make us have a better shot? And I think the Warriors are the best team I've ever seen at doing that. I think when there's five, I think actually every single time they, they, they think that. I think every player on that team has that mentality where it's like, how can we score? How can we get a some, better some shot? Do. What can I do? I think I think, K- I think KD I think- was like had to had to like be brought in to that. He's he didn't have that mindset. But I don't think he didn't though, because he's never really been a ball. No, hawk. he hasn't. He, he hasn't. Really but has it's it. like okay, I'll, t- I'll tell. And this is this is also adding to your point, right? The reason why you think that way is because you um you think that way as a point guard. I mean, and also right. like as, or, or just a player that has, and most players who think that way have point guard uh, qualities where they're like looking. But it shouldn't even be a point guard thing. That but should that's be a right, basketball just, player. You, you, you say that, but that's not how like from, like you say, somebody like maybe a Jordan Clarkson or even one of your favorite players, <laughs> Mello. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, I know. You. <laughs> like somebody like that, right? You look at this, is, and this might be me playing a little bit of uh, devil's advocate, right? Somebody like, for example, okay. and I think I've, I've said this to you before, somebody like uh, Carmelo, right? When he takes these contested, terrible shots and you're like, yo, what are you doing, right? In his mind, that's a good shot because he's always been a scorer. And those are the shots when he's in the gym practicing, those are the shots he practices with uh, somebody in his face and all that like that. And so when he gets to his spot on the floor, he's like, yep, this is my spot. This is exactly how I, this is exactly how I practice. And I'm taking this shot, regardless if there's somebody, there's two, three people on me and somebody's open. I'm getting the shot that I want because I have always been a scorer. And that's like a lot of mindsets that comes to a lot of players where it's just like, how can I get what I want? Because this is what I was working on. Okay, now I get that, and to bring it back to me again, <laughs> like bring it, bring it back to me. Like if, and here's another thing: like if you ask people from, it, it's so weird. Like I feel like my reputation in basketball is so different depending on the circle that you're talking to, right? So if you ask people who I played uh, high school basketball with, 
they mm. like, oh, yeah, Josh can play. He's pretty good, right? If you ask someone I went to college with, I think that's where my reputation is the most strongest, where it's like, well, Josh is like, I, I, you know, I don't even know what my college reputation is, but I think it's good. If you ask people from my town, though, shout out, I'm going to say Haverstroll. What up, Haverstroll? If you ask people from my town and from my county, they don't think I can shoot, which is crazy to me, right? That's funny. It, that's funny. But that's, but that's your fault, though. It's my fault because I like to pass. Right. Yes, it's your fault that, but you, you, because you're unselfish. Right. Even though, like, I, I've played enough games with you. I've played games with you where, where you've scored all the points to win the game because somebody pissed you off. I'm not gonna name any names. <laughs> but my my point is though, it's like they think that because I'm not taking these mellow shots. They think that because I'm not taking these. And I'll be honest with you, selfish shots that most people take. I can hit a step back fadeaway in your mouth, but I'm not gonna do that because it. It's not a better shot than an open three for a teammate or an open layup for a teammate. Do you get what I'm saying? And I think people like oh, Melo I, I, should, I, 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 I don't that. care how good you are. Like Melo should know that a step back 18 footer with someone in your face isn't as good as someone cutting to the hole, getting an open layup period. But it hit, and this is again, that was advocate. I'm not necessarily saying that I agree with this blah, 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 but, um, Somebody like Melo taking that step back to him, that's like a layup for him. But it's mind. not though. That's I'm saying for him in his mind, that's how he sees how it. How do you see that when you shoot low forties your whole career? When, like no one's ever tapped on their shoulder, like Melo, come on, like move the ball. Come on. If when you when you're when you're working on your like you you you've been you've played ball your whole life and you know what like when you go when you go to the gym to work on something like okay I'm going to work on my ball handler I'm going to work on my I'm going to work on my corner three pointer whatever it is let's say getting specific right so to the point where you're like yo you're comfortable in certain parts of the floor like there's certain like I know there's certain parts of the floor where like I get the if I get the ball I know exactly what I can get there regardless of who's on okay, me okay right? yeah and you you're the same way now and I know now I know that if they do something I have a counter to that or if somebody helps, I have a counter where I can get a pat blase. Like I have all that in my mind. Okay. Just from exp- just from a uh, playoff experience, <laughs> <laughs> from <laughs> from all the years of playoff experience, right. uh, and all that, right? So that with that with that in mind, right? If he's working on he's working on that step back jumper or all that, um, well, that move where he goes baseline and he spins back around oh, and shoots that fadeaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Is that you know exactly the shot I'm talking yeah. about because that's what he's in the gym working on consistently. Like that's that's the shot he's working on consistently. And if and with the mindset you have to have, you have to have a short term memory as a professional. Like that's the one thing like I realized a long time ago where somebody like him or anybody else could go over because I know like me personally, if I'm in a game, I maybe miss my first three, four shots. I'm like, okay, time to do something else. Right. Right, but that's but like I feel like no, that's I mean, you. I feel like that's me. I feel like that's a smart basketball player. And I'm not listen. I'm not going to be like, oh, NBA players are stupid. But like, just by patterns, especially by a, a talented scorers like the Carmelo Anthony's, like even like someone like a Nick Young, who I think is really talented. I don't think they think that way. I don't think a lot of players think that way. I think they are like, how can I score? How can I do this? Oh, I missed. Keep shooting, mama mentality. And people love that shit. Like Russell Westbrook doesn't think that way. Russell Westbrook, if he misses he, first seven shots, he's going to keep shooting. And people love that mentality. Because 
because he knows in his mind he knows the next shot he he has the belief there's the the utmost belief that the next shot is going in I get that, but it has, has to be to, a has, good shot. And I'm not saying that. don't shoot the ball, but what I am saying is that, listen, if you're not hitting your shots, just make sure the shots you're taking are good shots. Don't stop shooting, but just shot selection. Step into a shot in rhythm when you're open. Take the ball to the hole. Get a better up. shot. Like, just get a better yeah. shot, and then shots will start falling. And that's what I tell everyone when I play basketball. Back to me. This I might just name this uh, episode <laughs> me, 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 me. But, like, that's what I tell people when I'm playing pickup, like, who are taking horrible shots and missing. I'm like, listen, it's your shot selection. Next time I pass you the ball, step into the shot and take it when you're open. But if you're not open, create for something else. And I feel like – I don't know what it is, man. I, I think it's just that these players are so talented that they never had to learn that lesson. Maybe. Maybe it is. Uh, it, it might factor into it. Like, you you don't know. Like, a lot of these – you've been – I'll say this. Like, you've, you've played enough ball, right, where, like, you've been around, like – one a player you're just like wow he is he is he's dope like he's he like he's yes. a he's a college player like he's nice right and then yes. you look at him and then he probably won't, you know that he's not gonna make the NBA because he's not good enough and right. you put that in perspective like I um I know I per, I know personally like I've had the chance to play pickup against like an NBA player before me too Jason J- Thompson. <laughs> Dog, I almost spit out everything I had in my mouth. I'm just gonna. Dude, what, I'm up, what up, JT the kid? Um, <laughs> what up, JT? No, like, hold on. Shout out Jason Thompson, the only player from uh, Ryder University, our alma mater, to make the NBA. Former lottery pick of the Sacramento Kings. I actually like Jason Thompson a lot. Jason, you're not listening, but if you are, I'm kidding. <laughs> For example, okay, Jason Thompson, right? <laughs> yeah. That's yours. I'll tell, I'll tell you my. I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, I, I know personally. Yours? I was in high school, and went to go. The uh, this one of the coaches took us to go play pickup in open gym. I was like, oh, there's gonna be some uh, professional players there. So there were a lot of older kids there that played college who like we knew and like I looked up to. Like, okay, he's nice. I hopefully like I can get as good as he can, right? And then um, John Celestand. Oh shit! Walks in the what gym. a fucking throwback name. Yes. And I, I have I'll never forget this name because John Celestan was the like the twelfth man on the Lakers and he has a he has a championship ring I think he was on the on the team the year they won the ring yeah. and John and my perception of John Celestan at the time was like this guy is the twelfth man on the bench he's a bum like I don't I don't like why I don't know why he's an NBA the only highlight I've ever seen of John Celestan was when. Vince Carter was playing against the Lakers, and he comes down. He crosses yeah. over John Celestan, goes in the lane, and, and dunks it. That's the only highlight I've seen of John Celestan, personally. <laughs> John Celestan was in this gym calling out shots before they would go in, telling people good pass as they were passing to him before he would shoot it. He's like, yo, somebody would pass him the ball at three, but I was like, yo, good assist. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> before, he would, before he would shoot it. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a professional, like, that's a professional player. Yeah, they're just, they're right? just on another and level, he, and he wasn't even, like, anything. So I can't even imagine what Carmelo Anthony is like. Exactly. So somebody like Carmelo, who's, like, a perfect, one of the top scorers, t- like, you can really, top scorers ever play in college and the NBA, like, to him, basketball, like, him shooting the ball is nothing. Yeah. Like, nothing. Yeah. Like, it's just... So even a bad shot to him is just like, eh, I got it off. <laughs> like, really, like, eh, I got the shot I wanted off. Uh, okay. I'll hit the next so one. Would you agree that in correlation to the fact that they're playing 
with other basketball players on their level that it would just even off. Like, yeah, I understand that you're one of the best in the world, but you're playing against the best in the world at the same time. You would think that, right? But how many of these players have massive egos where they think All they're the best players? All of them. Exactly. So you think like there, there's a respect level and there's also there isn't at the same time where it's like, okay, yeah, he's good. But like, nah, man, I, it's be- I don't trust him. To, I, I, I got a better chance of hitting this shot than passing to him. Got you. And I think that comes that comes into play too. And I'm like, then there's like players like um, Andre Roberson, who is like, people are like, oh my God, he's such a, who I think is an overrated defender. I don't, that's yeah, just okay, my opinion. Okay, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, oh, awesome. Okay. See, I think he's such an over, I think he's an overrated defender. And the fact that he's such a minus when it comes to offense, where he just can't hit it. Like he, I've, this man has airballed open like, 18 footers. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And I'm like, you're a professional. That's my, that you're a professional in the NBA. So, it's confusing. Yeah. You can literally, you can literally wake up any time of the night and be like, and call a coach, be like, yo, I want to shoot. And there will, there will be two coaches on standby, one to pass you the ball and want to close out for right. you for, for a couple right. hours to work on your shot. But they can't, when the game starts, they can't hit shots or, or like a, professional player that can that airballs free throws or something like that you know those that type of thing cool like so there are players who like look at other players and like yeah he's good but he's not better than me him 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 taking that shot is uh would be good but like i have a better chance of taking this uh contested fadeaway yeah i got you (sighs) man what are your nets in the draft this year um (laughs) Uh, yes, we are. We have the Raptors pick. Yeah, the Raptors well, the DeMar- pick. De- yeah, Damari Carroll. So, dude, like, um, honest question. I want you to answer this honestly, okay? Okay. So, for you, for those of you who don't know, Quab is a Brooklyn Nets fan. Uh, and I think I need to ask you this question. On a scale of slow yet passionate to anal, how bad did Danny Ainge fuck your Brooklyn Nets? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think that uh I don't give I don't give him all the credit. Oh, you don't. I don't. I I I'm one of those people that don't give him all the credit. A lot of the, a lot of the things like a lot of people also give the blame to like Billy Kin for making the trade. I do too. Uh I don't I don't give him all the blame either. Okay. Um it's a lot of it has to do with uh when um the new the Russian Prokhorov. owner Mikhail Pokorov. Prokhorov. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm about to call him Popovich. <laughs> Mikhail Pokorov. When Michael Popovich owned it, nah, um, yeah, when he owned the team, his whole thing was like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, win the championship in three years. Yeah, like, wait, what, bro? We just wait. Do you know what team this is? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we making the finals with Jason Kidd was a long time ago. Like, right. what are you? T- so they were like, yeah, we're going, we're we're moving the team to Brooklyn. We need the big. We need that big. Uh, like thing to happen where like it draws fans in. So they were like, yo, let's mortgage our future and bring in all these veterans. Now the thing, looking back on it, there were, I remember there were a couple of people, people, people claimed that they were like, oh, that was the worst trade. Not a lot of people said that because they looked at it. If they looked at it as this, if they were winning, those picks wouldn't matter because they would be high. They would be like late draft picks. True. Right. So in, in terms of that, the way the team was supposed to be structured, it was supposed to be Deron Williams, who at the time was a top point guard, uh, Joe Johnson, who at the time was a top two guard, Paul Pierce, who was still effective as a as a small forward, KG, who's KG, and Brooke Lopez, who was still like a young 
uh, skilled center. And then they signed uh, I remember Livingston. Uh, Andre they Livingston. They, they they signed Livingston. They signed Karolinko. Andre Blatch. And Andre Blatch, who was actually very effective. That was crazy. Say. <laughs> um, they wanted to sign Kyle Korver, but he didn't. He 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 didn't end up coming, which was good for him. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Jason Terry was on the team for I like think. two seconds. Yeah, for like two seconds, and. Yeah, and it was like, this is the team. like, And they had to struggle. They struggled to get into the playoffs. They got in the, But they got in the playoffs, and luckily, uh, they got the Raptors, which, you know, you always want the Raptors. Right, always. <laughs> always want the Raptors, and they and they won. And that's when uh, I, I remember Usai, uh, what, what's, the, what's the GM's name? Uh, he's the dude who ripped For off the Dolan. You I, I forgot his name. You straight, yeah, he was like, fuck Brooklyn, and then he ended up getting fined right, for right. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like he he he's another one. He's he's another one that has he he's he has ripped off the Knicks twice. Don't, let's not talk about it. No, I'm I'm gonna talk about. It. I'm gonna put it this way, right? Uh, the Carmelo the Carmelo trade. Fine. That aside, right? The um the trade they had for um what the hell is it? Uh, what is his name? It's, it's escaping me now. Um, the tall the tall big oh, European big man, Bonyani. What? <laughs> I remember Phil Jackson was like, "Yeah, did uh in the system." I'm like, "Dog, you have you not seen him play? <laughs> he is bad. Like he is. Not, he doesn't." I, I listen. Don't get me started on the Knicks. I wanted to get you started on that, the Nets. Don't get me started. I'll, I'll I'll talk about the Nets all day. I'm just saying, like, so a lot of times I don't. I'll go back to the Nets. I don't put. It's a lot of factors in it. I don't really put the blame on. I don't. I don't put the blame on Billy Kidd. I don't give Danny Ainge all that credit because we're like, oh, Danny Ainge is a da 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 da. He's done this. I'm like, yo, a lot of it takes. A lot of it is luck. Right, you know who I put the blame on? And who? I'm gonna say this probably for the first time. It's all Darren Williams' fault. It is. I've been 1, saying that for thousand percent, Dan. Because right, I've been saying that forever. Full disclosure for people who don't know me: Darren Williams was my favorite basketball player from when you say Quab like. The year of the pod, right? So like two thousand seven to about. So we. So what the debate was? You said Deron Deron Williams was the best point guard. I always said Chris Paul. Right, but let's be fair. In the years like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, you could have made the case for Darren Williams. You could have. You could have. Obviously, uh, time shows that Chris Paul, career wise, is the way better point guard. But at the time. You could have made the case for Darren Williams being the best point guard in the NBA. And I was a huge Darren Williams family was in uh, Utah. Um, yeah, but man. when you – and I, I remember calling you when the Nets got him. It was like two days after the Mellow deal, and I was fucking pissed. I was like, you mean to tell like, me oh, Darren Williams he was, was available, available and we traded for Carmelo Anthony? Are you fucking ca-? – like, I was so mad. I wanted Darren Williams so bad. I didn't even know he was available. But if Darren yeah, Williams I played like – Did you – Did I what? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, did you read the article about why he he, he became available? It's him and Jerry Sloan, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the thing. I didn't know that was his reputation either. While he was my favorite player, I, yeah, I didn't know I, he was that difficult. Yeah. But either way, man, how would you know? He he played in Utah. Like ain't nobody know nothing about exactly. what's going on in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> but if he Utah. if he if he played at the same level as he played when he was in Utah. And honestly, even the first year and a half or two years with the Nets, because when they were in Jersey, he was still killing it. I hated him. <laughs> I, 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 told, I told you that. And you'd be like, we used wait, to what? argue all the time. 
I told I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, he's so overrated. Like, okay, here's my thing. I I would tell you this. Um, it would be like, um, I remember those one game he scored like. He scored like I, f- I forget what it was. he scored maybe close to fifty or sub sub some absurd number in Charlotte against against yeah. yeah, and they only won by one point. <laughs> the Nets won by one point again, and this wasn't this wasn't the Hornets. This was the Bobcats people. So it's not <laughs> different team. Really put that in perspective. They still won so, Bob barely right, and I used to I would watch him and be like, this guy has. Like his mental game was so weak to me as an NBA player. Now, okay, we we just talked about how Russell Westbrook will miss fifteen shots and would be like, you know what? I'm still gonna take thirty because I'm that I'm that guy. Right. And I right. Deron Williams would miss like four or five shots, and you could see it in his face. You could see like he you could be like, yeah, he he might be done for the like you could see it in his face. Like he's about to have a bad game. Yeah, you're right. Like you could see, like I'm like I'm like, you can't how how is that possible when people were arguing for you as possibly the best one of the best players in the league? Not even the best point guard. There was argument of him being a top player in the league. He was, when he was man. In Utah. He really was though. When he, he was, was in Utah. Listen, like. those of you who don't know how dirty Darren Williams was is just lock onto YouTube after you listen to this and just type in Darren Williams Utah Jazz highlights. He was fucking filthy. He was and then, he, he brought the Utah Jazz to a Western Conference Finals in his second year. System. Fair. System. Fair. Oh, so, and after 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 you finish YouTube and uh Deron Williams uh highlights, go go Google him and see that he does like an MMA podcast now or some shit. Are you serious? Yeah. And he, <laughs> and he's he's fifty fifty on maybe coming back to play in the league. Ain't no one taking Darren Williams. You know what take him? The fucking Knicks. That's who would take him. And then Dude. it'd make me hate him. Yeah, that's what you guys need, another point guard. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Let's get another point guard. What? That, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, before we go, Quab, um, general thoughts about your Nets and upcoming. Because I, I, I think that, listen, I don't think they're going to be good next year, but I do think that they're building slowly. I think Jared Allen had a nice year, right? He had a he great had, year. Yeah, he had a great year for, for very, a Very under-the-radar rookie. Yeah. Um, um, I'm gonna say you this. Happy with, you happy with D'Angelo? Like, what's 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 the outlook for the next? <laughs> I'm, I'm, on, I'm being honest. That's, no, no, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be honest too. D'Angelo pisses me off because he's, <laughs> I'm gonna say <laughs> because he's so skilled. And again, he goes back to somebody that's very talented, right? And he's just so very he he makes a lot of casual mistakes. And I'm like, what do you do? Like, I'll watch a game where he he would throw like a full court bounce pass between three people for an assist and it'll be like a beautiful pass but then it'll be like a close game when you're down two they need they need an effective play and you try like a a no look chest pass and it'll be a a turnover and he won't get back on defense it's like that yeah but he's very like he's very very talented so like I don't I'm I'll say this what I say every year man the Nets are gonna make the playoffs next year so uh You'll be right one year. Yeah, to take take your bets, <laughs> take your bets. Look, I thought I thought they were gonna make the playoffs this uh, this past year. I didn't think Indiana was gonna be as good as they were gonna be. You know that's true. You, I mean, yeah, you man. could draft the next superstar and not even know it. That's the cool thing about the NBA. Like you can get a Kawhi Leonard type late in the 
first round or something like that. And Donovan Mitchell, like I didn't think right. Donovan Mitchell was going to be as good as he was. And I, I, I saw him, I saw him play at Louisville. I was like, oh, he's solid. He's athletic. Neither do I. Yeah. So you never really know, man. But uh, Quab, I want to thank you for coming on. It's been a long time coming. Um, yeah, buddy. It, it was, it was nice talking, man. It's always nice talking, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna play ball this week. So yes, we are gonna play ball. <laughs> I have to put it like my Instagram story or something like that. Gotta, so people can see. On, gotta be more <laughs> active on Instagram. That's what people tell me. Um, would you like to promote anything? New music? New anything? Uh, uh my website is uh, quabyesmusic.com. Uh, Twitter quab aka yes. Uh, I got. A, I I'm working quab, on a project. It's quab aka yes. I said quab yes music at the beginning of the fucking podcast. I apologize for that. Quab aka yes on Twitter. Yeah, quab aka yes on Twitter and mostly everything else. Um, yeah, I got a. I'm working on a project right now. It should be uh, out soon. I don't. I don't want to put a date on it just because, like, I'm actually like in the process of still like putting everything together. So that's about it. And I'm always, I'm always making stuff. I'm always uh, watching basketball. I'm excited about the NBA draft, even though nobody else is. I'm excited uh... about. I'm excited about summer league because I don't know what I'm gonna do. I can't watch baseball. Quab <laughs> <laughs> is from Africa, by the way. Did you know? Ignorant racist <laughs> question. Did you know what baseball was? In no, I didn't. First of all, I didn't know what okay. baseball was. Um, I signed up for football thinking it was soccer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, New Jersey, for getting my getting my head blown off the very first time I ever played football. That was that was a great experience. Uh, yeah, I mean, amazing. that's that's it. It's, it's amazing and very terrible. And then um, I basically I started I started playing basketball because nobody is it wasn't like back home when I growing up you could play uh, pick up soccer games because everybody everybody plays soccer yeah nobody nobody did that here so I was like started playing basketball and I got I got okay at it so okay you're very good no nah, no nah, I'm, I'm decent no nah, I'm 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 I used to be I used to be good now Quab is very good. everyone listening I'm very, Quab. Quab is a very good basketball player. I'm I am I don't know what he's talking about. I am so washed right now. <laughs> I am so washed. It's, it I, was, I played with you a couple months ago. You're still good. Nah, that was a that was a long time ago. <laughs> okay, if you say so. Uh you can follow the dime on Twitter at the Dime NBA. Give the show five stars on iTunes. Please leave a comment or review saying how much you love the podcast. It's been real quab uh, for my listeners. I don't know when my next show is going to be. The NBA season's over. I know that I'm going to be doing an NBA draft special the day after yes. the draft. <laughs> yes you are yes With, uh check this out other writer alum josh veltry and aj kelly Woo! what up josh what up aj those and, and those those two can play ball too if y'all didn't know that is true josh veltry has a mean jump shot i've never played with aj though aj can shoot too aj aj is white aj is white he can shoot <laughs> that's 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 me being racist to say yeah but, they're but white. no but they're white they josh, can shoot josh can shoot his ass off and josh knows how to play the game uh AJ, I wish I could speak for you, man. I've never really played for you. So I'll go with my what Quab's saying. AJ can AJ, play too. AJ, AJ, AJ can shoot. He's white. Let it, let it, let it, yeah, let, let it happen. <laughs> let it happen. The racism many, at the end of this, the three minutes of this episode. So how many, how many white players do you know that can't shoot? Tall Matt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time on the dime. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.